Chapter 33, Man in the World Section A, The Social Nature of Man It has always been an unquestionable fact that man is social by nature. He relates himself to other men with the same naturalness as a fish takes to water. It is enough to just observe how men are from the beginning of their existence and how they live to realize that man is entirely dependent on others for everything. This relating ourselves to others seems to be of our essence, therefore. But to be more precise, we must notice that this is not part of our essence, but rather a property flowing from it. It is a property of the rational animal, who as a result of his nature, transmits his thoughts to others and creates links with them. Marxism states that the essence of man is to be social, but this is a gross exaggeration and a metaphysical error. It denies the transcendence of man, as we have just seen. Aristotle remarks, and St. Thomas agrees wholeheartedly, that every man feels naturally like a friend to other men. The natural and spontaneous feeling of man towards other men is friendliness. There are, of course, obvious enmities, but really being unfriendly is like an afterthought, not something spontaneous. When we see someone in trouble, we immediately try to help without thinking. The natural spontaneous tendency of man is to love his fellow men. Only when he starts thinking, he may find reasons for not being friendly. This is a fact to be found in all cultures. It proves very strikingly the social nature of man. It is then natural and spontaneous for men to form societies. There is no need for an explicit compact or contract, as stated by social contract theories. The danger of those theories is the implication that the authority to govern society comes from the people, which is only half true. All authority comes from God since no man is by nature superior to others. Therefore, only God can give the authority to govern. Only God can make a man superior by giving him the authority to govern, although the people may choose the holders of authority and in this sense transfer the power to the rulers, people just come together and they may elect the authorities depending on the various systems of government but they naturally tend to come together, form a society, and accept some form of authority. See chapter 40. And as for the motives, people come together to satisfy their needs, to help one another, to improve, to become better, to attain their end. We can say that the end, purpose, or goal of society is the good of every man in that society. This is what is called the common good. Common because it is for every man, not just for the majority. See Part 6, Ethics.